So next Wednesday, October 23rd, we're going to bring it to you live. Multifamily Foundation Podcast is ready to launch. Imagine if you could not fail. If the foundation of your multifamily business had a blueprint that was built by the best. Well, this is what the Multifamily Foundation Podcast gives you. We're going to bring you actionable content with tools to strengthen your multifamily business. From finding deals to raising money to asset management, we will give you a formula for success. Now, this comes with entrepreneurship. It comes with lifestyle. It comes with building yourself so you're ready to take down whether it's a four unit or a $25 million deal. We're going to bring you the resources to make that happen. Are you ready to build your foundation? If you are, listen in. Let's do this. This is the Real Estate Foundation, your show for massive action with proven results. Raise your life and your legacy with real estate. So before we dive into the show, we wanted to say thank you so much to all the listeners out there. It's always great to have you dive in with us on all these great topics we were to have able to have. And if you want to hear more about us, go to yourusiholdings.com. You can find everything about us from projects we're working on, more about our team members, how we break it up, and all the resources we offer. And if you want to invest, learn more about investing with us there. Also, make sure to check out our multifamily meetup if you're local here in New Jersey. We run the New Jersey Multifamily Investment Meetup, and it happens to be every second Tuesday of the month uh, here in North Central Jersey. So if you're in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, make sure to check it out. And lastly, if you want to learn more about investing in apartment buildings, go to multifamilyfoundation.com. All right, check out the show. Well, hello again. Welcome back. Thanks for checking back in with us. It is great to have you. We're super excited. We got a guest back with us. It's going to be an awesome show. Again, if you like what you hear, go over to iTunes, give us a ratings and review. It doesn't have to be five stars. We just want to know that what you're thinking, what we can do better, what better content we can bring you. But don't worry about today because we got you covered. We have Steve Libin back in the show. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Thanks for having me back. Well, thanks for coming back. And so a lot has happened since last time we Steve was here. And so if you will go back, we'll put the episode prior in, in the show notes, even for the point of, of just the, the overall evolution of what Steven's been doing. But he was crushing out 100-plus deals a year, flipping, wholesaling, him and Travis, his partner there, just really making it happen. And they said, hmm, sounds good, but... I've done that. Okay, check off. We're moving into commercial real estate. We're making it happen. Here's why and here's what we're doing. So, Stephen, with that said, welcome back. Talk to us. Talk to us about where you've been, what you've been up to. Man, crazy ride. So, we, uh, yeah, we, we were doing well, wholesaling, flipping, and I don't know what the moment of clarity was, but we kind of started looking into commercial space. You and I have been talking about it for a while, right? And, um, just seeing the passive income that comes from it. It was always the goal. We didn't know exactly how it would get there. I thought it would be through single family or duplex or quads or something like that in New Jersey because we were buying here and it just made sense. But we got around some mentors that were doing it differently and we said, hey, we want to get into more passive income because as you know, the wholesale and flip business, not passive at all, right? It's really active. And although it creates a good income, it's a highly paid, highly taxed, active job. And if you don't take that money that you're earning from that business and roll it into something that's going to become passive, you're going to work forever. So I didn't yeah. see the light at the end of the tunnel. And you know, you guys helped us a lot through that journey while you were doing your first 94 units. And we started to see the writing on the wall and say, hey, this is a good idea. 
but how do I get into it? So um, we just took some advice and kicked down some doors. And yeah, we started talking to some brokers and saying, hey, we want to do this. And then we started getting shut down by a lot of brokers because we didn't have any assets under management. But we just kept plugging away. We kept finding mentors that were giving us some guidance on how to get into the space. And um, we ended up raising some capital into a co-sponsor's deal. And that was kind of the, the law of the first deal, right? Michael Blanc mm-hmm. talks about it. That was our first deal. It was an 1,193 ground-up storage facility. I think we just got under contract the last time I was on the show. I think yeah. this might be my third appearance. It is. Yeah. yeah. So we got under contract on that. We're actually about 30 days away from CO on that deal now. Oh, cool. Smart is running it. We're on their website. We're starting a pre-lease. It's really exciting. Um, $12 million total project. So that was our first deal. And then they came fast and furious right behind that. The guy across the street started building self-storage across the street. We said, we're coming over. We're going to buy that property from you. Now, we, now we're doing covered RV and boat storage across the street. Just closed on the land for our third storage facility in Orlando. In, and in between all that, we bought a, another student housing complex out in Iowa. And we're under contract on 276 units. Well, we have an LOI out on that and then under contract on another 66 units in Columbus, Ohio. So nearly $80 million in acquisitions and under contract deals in the first 12 months. So a lot has happened. Incredible. And if you think about it too, right? So many people sit in the sidelines and just say, just, I don't know where to get started, but ultimately it just comes down to getting started. It just, it's just knocking on doors, starting somewhere that you fit in for you. It was coming on, helping people put together a project where they needed help getting everything off the ground for the self storage. And now if you look at that, you look at the evolution, talk to us about partnerships. How have you gauged the partnerships you've been interacting in? What have been some of the key components you're looking for? So we actually have this process mapped out. Who are we going to partner with? If, we're, if our skill set and our lane is going to be bringing capital to a deal, and that I think is going to be kind of where we're going to live for a little while, um, then who are the partners that we want to partner with, right? So we, we're looking for people with 10 plus years experience in the game, $100 million or better under management, uh, a couple of exits in that asset class. And then we do our own internal underwriting so that it has to check all the boxes on top of that for the deal structure. That's its own process map. Hmm. But in terms of partnerships, I say this all the time, you get to work with people you like in this business. And, you know, we have found some guys that we've been able to partner with that have shown us the rope, have mentored us, and we've gotten paid to learn along the way, which is a lot of fun. And then... Hmm. We're also just, you know, we're partnered with guys that we like, people that we enjoy spending time with and people that have similar values and missions aligned with ours and just growth oriented people that wake up in the morning and just want to do the best that they can that day. So we have been blessed to find a few partners that way. And, you know, we're continuing to have conversations and a lot more people that are are coming to us and saying, Hey, you know, maybe the next deal we can talk about it. Hmm. So It's really helped us with our um, evolution of how to find deals. We went from getting our teeth kicked in and not finding deals to now not having enough money to fund all the deals that are put in front of us. That's awesome. And so now what are some of the key things that stand out to you to the people that have the 10-year success record of that 100 units or 100 million under management have done some exits? What's the through line? What do you see from partner to partner is just some components that stand out that each and every one of them have these interesting dynamics to them that just carry through? I mean, first, it's really conservative underwriting. Everybody underwrites a very similar way. So 
I think we're all taught how to underwrite and there's some nuances to that. And, but you know, they're looking for preservation of capital first return of capital, right. And then good, strong, solid, consistent returns for their investors. Um, so conservative conservatism in your underwriting, you know, those are not going to be the guys that have a short shelf life. They're looking mm -hmm. for the long-term play. They're looking to be in the business for a long time, build and keep the trust of their investors. And they're very investor focused. I mean, they're looking for the deals and when the deals come, their investors know that it's going to be a solid project. So that to me was, it, it resonates with me. I'm very people oriented. So I want to make sure that our investors are comfortable in those deals. And hey, here's our metric. And when we call you, make sure you answer the phone because we're not calling you with a maybe deal. We're calling you with a great deal. Um, and those guys have proven time and time again that they've exited either above or beyond their pro forma numbers. And I think that just builds confidence. But really it's, um, it's that, that kind of attitude and that drive to just not give up. I mean, these guys are relentless and it's been good to be around other people that are just as relentless as you are. Like we're not stopping until we get to the goal or we find the next deal or we fund the next project or yeah. we manage the property better or, you know, whatever the case may be, it's just a go after it attitude. And yeah, they're not going to be the people that sit on the sidelines. They're jumping in, getting their hands dirty and you know, we're going after it. I love it. And so, you know, I just had um, Manesh Bindi on the show and he actually was talking more towards the stock market, but time in the market is better than timing in the market. And that just carries through to everything you're saying here. Ultimately, you know, if you think of it, uh, even today, just the, the word that so many people have like serial entrepreneur, how that stands out and how that's attracted the people, but ultimately it's not because it means you're just chasing the next opportunity. You're not really putting the value on the investor. You're not really putting the value in the time. And if you're an investor who wants to invest with Steve Lemon and Steve Lemon's like, well, I'm opening a donut shop. I'm going out there, I'm going to open a, you know, a point, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that and do this. Well, how, how invested do they feel Steven is in to get them returned? But when Steven's like, I'm in the commercial space, I'm going out there, I'm raising money, we're in it for a long haul. We have five, 10 year investments with proven track record uh, operators who have been in this for, you know, 10 plus years, hundred that stands out. And that's a characteristic that, that you, you can't surpass because the time, I mean, it's, the time is the proof in the pudding. Yeah. And, and it's a big deal, right? People are giving you their hard earned money. And it's not something to be taken lightly yeah. and it shouldn't be something where it's like, and it's funny to me because now I look back in the single family business and people were throwing money at us to go do a, a single family fix and flip. And I'm like, wow, now that I look at that, that was riskier than what we're doing now, right? The mm -hmm. deals that they're investing in are based on cash flow, not based on comps. So it's just a very different evolution of where the business is, but we've been in real estate. I personally have been for 15 years. When people say, well, what else are you doing? Uh, I just kind of chuckle like, this is enough. What do you mean? This is, yeah. you know, finding, managing these deals. It's, uh, it's enough to do. And I don't plan on doing anything else because I love it. You know, I, I find that it, it's, it's this thing. I actually, I had this discussion years ago with, with a friend. That he, was, he was taking on investment and he, he just, it wasn't clicking because I said, you know, dude, you're taking on money. It's a responsibility first because that person who's giving you that money, you don't know what they've gone through to be able to put to get that money. You don't know that the hard work they put in, the hours they put in, the time commitment they have. And here they are maybe giving you a, a year, two years of their life put in right. there in your control to hopefully do the right thing for them. And you need to take that with it with everything that matters because 
ultimately, if people have just put, just put so much into that just to be able to give you something with the trust that you're going to do the right thing. And to be able yeah. to show that track record, I mean, it's just, it's huge. So let's talk, go ahead. I was going to say, I have an investor that's putting in money and it's not, it was from an inheritance of his. And yeah. he looks at that money as his father's legacy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's a big deal when somebody gives you their familial legacy and says, here, I'm going to trust you with it. Go make it grow and keep it safe. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you talk about what they've been through for the last year or two to get that money and then it goes further than that. I mean, you can be talking about generations of work that you're taking on and mm-hmm. that dollar is representative of, of kind of legacy. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a big deal, one we don't take lightly. And I, I love being trusted with that responsibility. Yeah, and I love it. And so I've gotten us way off track. So I'm pulling us back in. I'm pulling the reins back in, even though Let's it was all, all awesome stuff. <laughs> hey, how are you having so much success finding deals? What is it that's, that's allowing you in a market where everybody says, I can't find the deals and every other excuse they want to put out there? What is it that's working for you guys today? Well, like I said, we cheat and we partner with guys that are seeing the deals first. Um, sure. The people that have that much under management and they're constantly, you know, they, they've executed and exited on a lot of deals. Yeah. They've put the time and effort into building these broker relationships over the last 10 and 15 years. So they don't have a deal flow issue, which means I don't have a deal flow issue. And further than that, now that we have more money under management, we have, you know, we have 65 under management. It'll be close to 80 by the year end. Hmm. Um, when we call brokers, we get their ear that now, you know, when we first started calling brokers, we didn't have any assets under management. So they didn't care how many houses I was going to flip. So they weren't sending me any pocket listings. We just got off the plane from Columbus, Ohio on a pocket listing that we got a phone call and said, Hey, you're one of three phone calls that I'm making. We've been talking to this guy for a year, but he's Mm. watched us execute throughout the year and he put his trust in us. We put an LOI out. We just went into the site visit. We're going into due diligence right now. That was our first deal. While we're out there, he said, hey, guys, I hate to do this. I don't usually do this, but I have another unit right down the street. It's about a you know, quarter mile from here. Hmm. Would be interested in taking a look. It's 276 units, significantly bigger than the one that we're here to buy. But it seems like you guys are hungry and you're looking for deals. And this deal hits the same metrics that the last deal did. Would you like to go see it? And uh, I think Travis has put an LOI out on that today. So it was just building it. We took the guy out to lunch. He knows who we are. He understands our vision. He said, what do you want to do in the next 12 months? We told him we want to put 750 doors under management. He said, well, I could get you a third of the way deal there. Let's, let's go look at this deal. So it was just, it's relationship, it's track record. It's, you know, it's not pulling any punches. We, We told the guy from the beginning, we don't have any assets under management, but we're looking mm-hmm. for our first deal. And then over the last nine to 12 months, he saw us build our portfolio and he said, all right, you guys are the real deal. And yeah. I can trust you with my sellers. And I didn't ever make that connection immediately. I was a real estate broker before and surety of closing for me was based on my um, commission check. So I, I put mm-hmm. a lot of stock into that. So I understood why they wouldn't want to give me a deal that I couldn't close on. But what I didn't, go further and understand was if they're a big name in the market and their whole livelihood in one market is based on one or two other brokers, then their reputation is paramount to their success. Mm -hmm. So if they trust us with their seller, meaning a deal that comes from their seller and we don't execute, it hurts their reputation and could hurt their potential career. So it really clicked for me while we were out there that this guy was trusting us. And he literally said at the end of the trip, I can feed you guys these deals all day long. 
And once I see you execute on a few of these, I will continue to bring you these deals. And I was like, hallelujah, this is amazing. I love it. You know, it's, it's, it's well said, right? So it's, it gets down to the human need. Like people, they, they want to know how, how are you going to help them eat, sleep, and survive. And ultimately for that point, it just goes to the broker. The broker wants to know, hey dude, I, I, I make money, you know? And so I, this is a for-profit business and it's going to come down to the relationship that I want to make sure that you're the best source of me being able to do that. And that's the selfish side of it, but it also comes down that they want to make sure that you've done your work because they need to keep their persona in the market. Just everything you've said right there, it just, it's, it's absolutely true. So the brokers are not big, bad people. They want you to close deals. I mean, their, their whole thing is they, they want you to buy deals. That's how they make money. They and want same, you to. And like everybody else, they want to work with people they like. Exactly. Right? So <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've come across people in this business where I'm like, you're having a hard time finding a deal because you're not likable. Like read some sales books, right? Read the yeah. like switch, read, never split the difference. Understand how to communicate with people and really get and empathize with these people and get them to like you because once they like you, they want to give you deals. They want to help you succeed too. And yeah. when that becomes reciprocal, there's nothing that can break that. So, so where, where do you go from here? Where, where do you have focus? You said 750 doors under management in the next 12 months. Uh, get, talk to us about the core focus. Talk to us about the business plan for five, six years. Yeah. So right now we're still building out the processes on how to become more effective and efficient at telling the story and educating people. So hmm. we don't, go the traditional route of syndication. You know, we've talked about how we raise capital and who we target. Um, our target investor is typically a high net worth individual that works along, you know, a, a lot of hours in their job and doesn't have the time to self direct into these types of deals. Mm -hmm. So typically they've been, um, locked into wall street because that's set it and forget it. And we are that's educating right. a lot of those people that there's a better option out there. So it is a lot of just conversations and we're trying to figure out how to systemize that, maybe bring a salesperson on and, and continue to have um, them tell our story. And, you know, the goal is to really take down a deal a quarter over the next couple of years. And, um, you know, Travis cringes every time I say I want a billion dollars under management, but I don't think that it's an impossible feat um, over the next 10 years. And, that's, that's kind of where our focus is. The, the first focus was create financial freedom for our families, which means that the GATA bills, the, the bills that come around every single month are covered passively. Mm -hmm. Once that happens, we've achieved financial freedom. And when we have done that, that means our investors have done that. Yeah, um, and now further than that, now that's the, it's the GATA, WANA, MANA, right? The WANA is, okay, so what kind of lifestyle do we want to live and where do we go? to achieve that. Yeah. And then the, the mana is kind of that overflow. Where do we give? How much can we give away? What do we, what, what is our fruit producing fruit in and uh, how much further can we invest into, you know, good nonprofits and things like that. So the, the goal is to fill ourselves up and then let our cup overflow. I love it. Always feeling the future need, man, helping everyone around you. Great job. No shortage of need. That's exactly right. Well, thanks for coming back on. Super excited, super excited to watch the flow. We'll get you back on in a couple months again, understand the next dynamic of you guys building out your future. Uh, again, best way for people to reach out, best people, way for people to connect? Integrity Holdings Group. Uh, so integrityhg.com. Cool. Google us, you'll find us everywhere. Awesome. Steve, thanks so much for coming back on. Thanks, man.
Appreciate all right, it. listeners. Thank you, guys. Thank you for always. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. You, you, you name it, you got it. Again, bye now. Mm. 